Day six, the Revoice Pope. Pastor Michael, it's time once again to come back into the 12 Days of Restless. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing much better. I'll still probably cough a little bit, uh, but much better than the last time we recorded. I realized that since we have video and we had a one patron kind of comment on this, but uh, since we have video, it's going to become clear that we're recording several of these at a time mm. because we're going to just look the same, <laughs> but that's okay. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna commit to outfit changes. No, probably every every time. <laughs> um, but as I mentioned, since I'll be having a baby soon, this is the only way to do it, yep. and this is what we can do. But Pastor Michael, this week, this brand new shiny week, starting off the twelve days of wristless, I think we're gonna take the gloves off. We're gonna get into the. We're gonna get into the weeds. It's gonna. It's gonna get controversial this week. We're gonna start with Roman Catholicism today. We're gonna do some stuff on Christian nationalism this week. We're gonna we're just gonna dive in to all kinds of stuff. We might do a little bit on cessationism even. And so, but we are starting this week off discussing the Pope. Um, and Pastor Michael, as I probably as I should mention, you know, as one of those dumb Protestants, you know, to get up to be able to discuss something as big brain as a Vatican announcement. I am drinking a protein shake instead of <laughs> my normal white claw to help make sure I'm ready that I'm here and I'm ready to go. Well, uh, I have some green tea, so we will uh, we will be drinking nothing super special today, I guess. Well, I can't promise that I won't later, but for this to to for attain the- <laughs> level, I will need. You might not have outfit changes, but drink changes make up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll commit to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Pastor Michael, we are obviously here about to discuss the um, papal announcement that Pope Francis approves Catholic blessings for same-sex couples, but not for marriage. Now, I chose uh, the NPR version of this article uh, because I, well, I guess I realized I'm guaranteed to get a complaint from people no matter what source I use. Yeah. Uh, but I am trying, everyone, to use a source to not get so many complaints. Um, so what I want to skip to is so it's the um, it's fiducia, uh, the it's fiducia supplicants on pastoral meaning of blessings, and uh, I'm going to skip from there. They have a little commentary on it, but it is the Vatican draws a distinction between ritual and liturgical blessings and those that are informal and spontaneous. The declaration remains firm on the traditions of the church about marriage, not allowing for any liturgical rite or blessing similar to the liturgical rite that can cause confusion. Um, but it is a, it's that there is a blessing. Um, uh, the blessing could happen in a shrine. All of this to say that there is a place for blessing those in same sex relationships. Um I'd love to, because we will get into a Roman Catholic commenting on this. But Pastor Michael, I am sure, as you saw, uh, so the Vatican stressed is marriage is between a man and woman, and they can grant a blessing to a same-sex couple as long as it doesn't cause confusion or scandal. I will give you one spoiler alert. This definitely already caused confusion and scandal, so (laughs) we've already failed on that level. But um, And if, Pastor Michael, a person wants a really 
really like person working so hard to be understanding about this they can go watch gavin ortland's video on this and not ours i promise (laughs) it's hard to make the pope look good yes but pastor michael what have you heard about this story uh since it came out since the the vatican released this statement about a week ago yeah i had i mean so i had several people actually send it to me um people in my church and others just interested and knowing if I'd heard about it or what it means. And admittedly, um, you know, there's going to be some headlines that do maybe push a little bit harder for what exactly this was saying. Um, there's always confusion when it comes to the things this Pope particularly says. My guess is that it's always been that case. In That, in, that has always been the case, um, at, at least. Pastor Mike, that's not possible. With an infallible magisterium. <laughs> what you need yeah the clarity on the faith i don't right well and this is is what's so funny about this kind of stuff is it's like the amount of explaining that all of the roman catholic uh, apologists have to do and by the way i held myself back from sending this to all of my catholic friends (laughs) i was i was gracious and i held back (laughs) until now anyway and uh but when you have uh this idea that well you can't man, you can't have a sola scriptura because everybody's going to have their own interpretation. You need an infallible magisterium to interpret the text. But my question is, who's going to interpret the interpreters? You know, like this, if this is what we get from uh, an infallible magisterium, maybe we're just better off with just like the regular guy down the street who lives in a trailer park and has a King James Bible and can tell you what he thinks about it, right? Like we're we're at least not that much further from that, you know, uh, when, when it comes to this kind of confusion. So that's the biggest thing, right? That, that this does absolutely introduce tons of confusion amongst people as to what exactly this means, because you better believe that this is a move toward accepting, uh, same-sex relationships. It's 100% as, um, it is pushing in that direction. There's no doubt about that. You can try to cover that up. Um, but, that I mean that it's the same thing that happens within Protestant traditions, um, the same kind of of slow acquiescence, right? Well, we're not saying it's a good thing. We're just saying that we're going to bless people who are in these situations. Well, what you know, what does that mean, right? What does that, what does that even mean? So, yeah. I think it is it, man. So we'll start We'll because we'll, there's a few issues I want to get here. One, this is obviously um, this just shows the weakness of being under the Roman Catholic hierarchy, right? That this and this is actually why um, we want you to come out from under it, because this is a burdensome, unbiblical hierarchy that is obviously capable of change and error. That's why that's the whole that's the whole reason we're Protestants, right? I was going to make the joke at the beginning of this, like, hey, is the Pope Catholic? Who knows? No, here's the truth. It, the co- Pope is Catholic, and if he is, maybe you shouldn't be, right? If this Pope is the embodiment of tradition, then maybe you shouldn't be. Um, But I think that this is the confusion. And the other thing, of course, and this is the challenge this, this Pope presents to Roman Catholic apologists, is the draw of roman catholicism that they are the church of all history like that they are 
they are the continuous uh, continuation of the early church. This pope would have been hung by many popes previous to him for saying things like this. It's just that I, I don't even like I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing. I'm just saying that is just the case. Um, now, Pastor Michael, we're doing something, though, as we begin um, that I I think the some of our trad cath listeners, the very few of them, I, I want to give them some credit. They say the headline about this really is Protestants pounce on a pastoral statement by the Pope. Is that what this is all about? These these horrible Protestants out there with their protein shakes just firing up their YouTube channels so that they can pounce on these poor Roman Catholics. <laughs> is that is that the real story here? No, I mean we do love to pounce. I mean I'm not gonna not gonna lie, love a good pounce. I don't think that there's any problem with that. Uh, but uh, no, the the issue, at least for many in our, our circles, I think, is that we've seen this argument time and time again that it is the Roman Catholic magisterium that preserves the faith and preserves, not even just that, but especially right now, there's this push that like it preserves the the like truly historic traditional faith. And so when you have then the head of your church, right, the Pope, when he is continually saying things, moving in a direction that we've all seen in so many other modern Christian leaders, um, when he's doing the same thing that everybody else is doing, when he is just being a modernist, um, or a postmodernist, right? When he's moving in those directions, it's, there's nothing wrong with us saying, look, your guy's doing it too, right? And the difference is that when when people on the Protestant side do that, we can we can distance ourselves from them and say, hey, guess what? What they're saying is not the authoritative interpretation of scripture. What they're saying is not the authoritative interpretation of the tradition. They can err. They can make a mistake. Now, I know everybody's going to say, well, yeah, he can err too, right? The popes can err, of course. We just don't know when. We don't know when he's speaking ex cathedra. There's debate about it. And it's not just Protestants, by the way. If you go um, and you know follow somebody like uh, Ed Fazer on, uh, on Twitter, you'll see his, his comments on this were actually much more moderate, where he was like, listen, it's not everything the liberal media is saying, um, but at the same time, this is bad. And this is moving yeah. in a bad direction. Um, and I think he's moving more and more toward a reformation of his own every day. But and there are many like that. Um, you know, what what is what is the move to want to go back to kind of the pre-Vatican II Roman Catholic Church? Um, what is that other than, hey, we we've made a wrong turn and we've got to do right. something different. And our 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 claim is you just made that wrong term. A few hundred years before that point. So. Much earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you that It was a wrong turn. You're right. It just was a continued wrong turn. You <laughs> right. already lost. And so every turn from there was only going to be more lost. Again, <laughs> right. It's a it's a fundamentally dishonest way to handle something. If you say you reporting on my bad behavior is the real story. How could you? <laughs> That's just not an honest way to do it. Now, we I just we just didn't. Um, not that we won't get or wouldn't be willing to do it. If you are interested in this in the comments, we'd be happily willing to review Andy Stanley's recent sermon where he did a 
similar move. Obviously not in the like, you know, highbrow, like I'm going to differentiate between a liturgical blessing and a spiritual blessing. <laughs> what? Andy Stanley didn't do that? That's Oh, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> um, you know, all of these things. But but he's making the same kind of move, right? Yeah. Revoice was making yep. the same hey, kind we, of And we've talked a lot about this, right? This is in our own quarter. This is within particularly the PCA, our denomination. We're both ordained in the PCA. And we had no problem talking about that, the problems of revoice, the problems of those like Greg Johnson who were supporting it. Uh, so like we're, you know, we, we're very willing to talk about the problems of revoice type theology, um, whether it is from the Pope or just from a regular pulpit. And, and so I think, yeah, I think that this is a, this just, this is, this is a story. Let me show you one other. This is an interview that one of the news stories did with, uh, they called him a Roman Catholic scholar. I'm sure my Roman Catholic, our Roman Catholic listeners will debate on if, um, the guy, Father James Martin actually counts or not. Um, I feel like anybody who anybody who listens to us or who's friends with us is probably more on the uh, say, let's say traditional side of the Roman Catholic Church, and yeah, somebody weird. like Reverend James Martin is not gonna not going to be somebody they love. Probably no, there aren't sides in the Roman Catholic Church, Pastor Michael. They're one <laughs> united right. completely. It's one united. That's right. It's one. It's oh. obviously you. It has so much unity. Look at all the unity. <laughs> so here's what. Uh, here is what James Martin, how he reported on the change. And again, I think it is like, I and it will make the point that I actually think is something the Pope does, all, this Pope does a lot. Um, so this is his his point. This is a decision to allow priests and deacons and bishops to bless same-sex couples in certain situations. You couldn't make it seem like marriage, of course. You couldn't have it as a kind of liturgical rite. But People who are in same-sex unions who have been married legally, let's say they say, come to the park and do a little blessing for us outside or come to the house in our backyard. That's a big deal. And look, I could not do that publicly before. I was not permitted to do that. And now I am. So it's a big shift. It's a big shift in the way the church looks at same-sex couples. Um, and I again, I'm not using all of his editorializing here, but that is a shift. Right, that is a that is a big shift that's going on, um, and that's how he is reporting on it and understanding it. And here's the thing that I think again, if you go, if you look at the um, mainstream news reports on this, like it will range from like the Pope blesses same sex union to the Church is changing its view. Like it, the range of things they're willing to claim about this yep. is huge. Yeah. Obviously fascinatingly of course the vatican's no 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 not correct you know is not working hard to correct those things because what the pope this pope seems to do is i said when we were talking about doug wilson i said sometimes i'm concerned that he communicates in a way that seems like a mountain bailey which at a, it's far at the far end of the mountain bailey becomes a dishonest way to speak i think the pope this pope is fundamentally a dishonest communicator and basically always is communicating in a Montan Bailey. He'll say things like, we now bless same-sex unions. The news media reports everything. All the people get freaked out. No, no, no. There's been no change in doctrine. Right? 
Um, the uh, global warming and Christian nationalism are the greatest threats to humanity worldwide. I'm just making past right. Like I, I'm <laughs> not speaking ex cathedra, you know, like, like, you know, I'll go to the world economic forum stuff, right? Like everything he does is, it seems, it seems apparent to me. It is always meant to be read in two, two different ways mm. meant to be read in a directional way. But then whenever there is a uh, intense questioning of it, right, they fall back to, well, no, we're the mm. church that's never changed in time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it seems that way. It seems that way. And um, it's it's sad, right? It's not good. No, um, no. I, You know, we're not we're not rejoicing in uh, in this fact. Now, I mean, we're going to maybe gloat a little bit. <laughs> We're we're gonna maybe use it a little bit to poke fun, uh, but that's because uh, it it's a serious problem, right? It's a, I mean the yeah I mean who it's it's the classic phrase right? Who will watch the Watchmen? Well, who will interpret the interpreters? It, no. You're put into a bind, and I feel bad for those under that system, right? Like that's a great burden to bear um, if that's the religious system that you're under. And and here is my. Here is my call for like what's actually wrong with this, what's actually so serious. And it applies to Andy Stanley. It applies to the Pope. It applies to anyone doing this. I just immediately thought of two verses, regardless of what you're telling me is true about the Roman Catholic catechism and all these things. There were just two verses that I thought of and then uh, one literary reference. And we'll see if we get to that. The first verse I thought of was Matthew 18, 6 which is where Jesus says, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him to have a great millstone fastened around his neck and be drowned into the depths of the sea. I don't really care how much has changed, but right, the seriousness to which Jesus like, will judge anyone who leads a professing Christian towards sin I mean, he, he couldn't use more strong language. Yeah. I mean, it's it's dangerous and evil, right? Because obviously we are not talking about the, oh, we're, we're just blessing sinners. We're just showing kindness to sinners. No, obviously that's not it. And the other thing is, is the sign um, from Romans 1 that you should you should leave the Roman Catholic Church. Let me go here. Oh, boy, we got got my ad blocker up so i guess i can't share <laughs> one with you, you all. <laughs> uh, right the verse i'm talking about from romans one is romans one oh is it 26 i think it's 26 oh let me just get a bible we'll do this the old-fashioned way everybody <laughs> we'll open a bible um because i am a protestant so Romans 1, uh, I believe 26. Yeah, no, no, no. It's So Paul is listing all of the sins that are assigned God's wrath is upon you, mm -hmm. right? And obviously he made an extended case against same-sex relationships um, even highlighting men and women, right, in a in a unique way. Then he lists a number of other sins, right, unrighteousness, evil, 
strife, gossips, slanderers, haters, disobedient to parents. And he says, though they know, this is, sorry, 32, though they know God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. Mm. That Paul believes that there is a such a sign of God's wrath that not only are you going to commit sins, right? Not only will you do the shameful things, you will give approval to those who do them. Yeah. That this is... isn't talking about, by the way, it's not saying, uh, you know, we're not talking about, you know, the, the idea that here's somebody who is repentant, mm. right? Like they, they know that they're in sin. They know that they've been living a sinful lifestyle and they desire change, right? Like they desire to actually come and, and to follow Christ. That's not what we're talking about. No. Right. We're talking about blessing those who are in active, extreme forms of rebellion. Because Paul's word to those who are repentant, right, is that Jesus will be a perfect savior to you. Yeah. He says, right, to the Corinthians that such were some of you, but you were washed, justified, sanctified. He loves you. But the people who don't love you are the ones who give approval to you. It reminds me in this is the literary reference in the um, in the short story in the Brothers Karamazov, the Grand Inquisitor. Hmm. And Jesus appears to the Grand Inquisitor and the Grand Inquisitor hates him. Right. It's this fascinating discussion. But he says, we are the truly merciful ones. You created a religion that who can bear? We mm -hmm. told them they can sin if they just follow our system. That is what's happening today. Wow. That there is a religious system, and there are many religious systems, that allow people to not love Christ, not to receive his love, not repent and have faith in him, but want the trappings of religion. Hmm. And... I, I fear for the soul of any religious leader that would be part of promoting such a system. Pastor Michael, I told you the 12 days of restless this week were going to get heavy. Uh, please subscribe to this channel. Share it with your friends. Share this Christmas tide greeting with your <laughs> friends because we love everybody all the time here. <laughs>